everybody. Welcome to No Story is Sacred. If you've never listened before, basically we're four siblings who grew up talking about the art of storytelling. Now that we're adults, we're still talking about it, and we're inviting you to join the conversation. I'm Kat, and I, I'm not the one. I, I'm just going to say it. I'm Brendan, and I took both those pills simultaneously, and I'm tripping out. <laughs> Uh, I'm Pippin, and I would like a cookie. <laughs> and I'm Alex, and Mr. Wizard, get me the hell out of here. Ooh. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that line. Yeah, like, that was oh, a man. reference I had missed the first uh, 20 years. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, oh. uh, if not obvious, today we're talking about the 1999. 1999, everyone. 20 years. Shit. Oh, God, what? <laughs> Movie The Matrix. So spoilers abound for a twenty-year-old movie. <laughs> I want you to know if you had just said nineteen ninety-nine, my brain would have gone, "Oh yeah, like ten years ago." Ha <laughs> ha. Nope. If you want specific content warnings about the things that we may talk about, check out the show notes for NoStoryIsSacred dot com. Although I will say, I can probably anticipate right now that we will be discussing issues of transphobia. Mm. So mm. Uh, uh, keep that in your back pocket, listeners. Uh, for those of you who have never watched The Matrix, the summary according to Google is Neo, played by Keanu Reeves, believes that Morpheus, an elusive figure considered to be the most dangerous man alive, can answer his question, what is The Matrix? Neo is contacted by Trinity, a beautiful stranger who leads him into an underworld where he meets Morpheus. They fight a brutal battle for their lives against a cadre, ooh, cadre, of viciously intelligent secret agents. It is a truth that could cost Neo something more precious than his life. I'm sorry, is this something that was written, like, to not spoil the movie that we all have seen? Seems like it. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. If you haven't seen The Matrix, do you want... It, it seems like the sort of movie where, like, if you can avoid it. Like, mm. if somehow you've managed to avoid spoilers all this time. Why are you listening to us? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm talking about the Google summary. Yeah, I hear you. Deficit. I hear you. There is no spoon. There is no spoon. There is no war in Bossing Say. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> and uh, then the Fire Nation attacked. <laughs> We're just making all the references. And other references that I don't actually know. <laughs> you should watch Avatar. I think you'd enjoy it. Anyway, I was going to say something, but now I don't remember what. Uh-oh, a glitch in the Matrix. <gasps> a glitch! <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, someone else talk. I I was, I was going to make an amazing point. Uh, like, right off the bat, just start us off strong, but no. Nah. You know what? I'm going to pretend you did, though. Pippin, that's amazing. And then we can just oh, yeah. edit it back yeah. in. We can edit yeah. it back Thank in when you yeah. think of it later. <laughs> a point nicely made. Yeah, I mean, that was, an, uh, that was a fantastic point, Pippin. I think it's really the, uh, the best way to start us off. So... <laughs> <laughs> All right, so The Matrix. I, I think it's a, a, for the time, a fairly revolutionary, cool uh, uh, movie oh, yeah. that's on the, uh, uh, that's draped over a pretty standard story. It's, you know, a... Uh, chosen One the Story. The Chosen One Story. Yeah. Uh, oh, The Hero's Journey. Oh, the fucking Hero's Journey. A Messiah. Mm-hmm. They're not even solid. Oh, the uh, yeah. messianic yeah, imagery. Trinity. Yeah. Well, like, the introduction of neo himself is like oh man you're my own personal jesus christ yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. i mean 
it's it's rife with references. It's got uh Nebuchadnezzar. Yep, the uh, oh. Morpheus, the god of dreams. Yep, there's uh oh, through the looking glass and what Alice found <laughs> there. Uh, uh, so Leo gets glass- called Dorothy. Oh, yep. Yep. Uh, oh, and, uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, Cypher at one point says you're not going back to Kansas or whatever. Um, yeah, that's where he gets called Dorothy. Uh, buckle, uh, uh, it's Buckle Up Dorothy, Kansas. This is going bye bye. Yep. Yes. By the way, Joe Pantaleano <laughs> is, is my dream boat. <laughs> you're strange. <Aww>. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, this is a movie full of metaphor and symbolism and illusions and illusions. Uh, right? I'm very proud. Um, yeah, the movie isn't subtle. No. No. I mean, no, it also no. pulls a lot of things out of, like, filmmaking, uh, symbolism 101. How many mirrors does he see? Uh, how many reflections? Huh. All those glasses, uh, sunglasses. No, there's also, like, how many framing devices can we can we stick in here? Because uh, like when he's introducing here to the Matrix, it's like, like here we here we are in this, this program. Now let's go look at this TV that's inside this program. I yeah. Love it. <sighs> all right. So uh, the Matrix, as we know, is in fact all around us. Uh, the backstory is that this is not the now. This is not 1999. This is, in fact, the year 2199, possibly. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe farther fur- farther in the future. Yep, yeah, hard to tell. Uh, re- records are dodgy. Hum- at, at some point post-1999, uh, humans created artificial intelligence. Artificial intelligence uh, became Look at self- the world and went, <laughs> this is bullshit. The humans, for some reason in the future, or at least in 1999, cared more about the environment than we do. So made all their robots... Solar powered? And yes. uh, hey, get on us. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Except that in our war with the, uh, uh, with the robots, we then fucking burnt the sky. Partial credit. <laughs> <laughs> to prevent, uh, solar power. And the robots were like, fine. You wanna be that way, bitches? And then proceeded to turn us into human batteries. Uh, Which is bullshit, but. <laughs> hey, hey. Magic. Hey. hey. They they also explained that with explained it with and a form of fusion. There you go, for, yeah. which, which makes Magic. it legit. But I, I think that the robots did not have to do this in order to keep us compliant. They created uh, a artificial environment for us to all live in mentally. You know, uh, just live out our lives in this artificial environment, never knowing that we were fucking batteries and pink goop. And I think that they didn't need to do that. Thank you, weird robots. I mean, maybe it was a sort of thing where, you know, how if you don't get uh, hugged enough as a child, uh, it's actually really bad for you and harmful to your health. <laughs> maybe it's that sort of thing. We run more efficiently with yeah. love. Well, uh, here's the thing, though. The robots did try to give us a utopia the first time, and apparently we were all like, what the shit is this? Sounds sounds fake. It sounds fake, but okay. Yeah. So then the robots were like, "I guess we'll give them something shittier," <laughs> and they what? did. What's the shittiest place we can think of? New York, nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. Boom. Before there was iPhones. <laughs> <laughs> These motherfuckers don't deserve iPhones. But at the same time, we also didn't have Twitter, and really, that was yeah. that was nice of them. Mm. Oh, um, but however, uh, uh, according to human lore, 
even back then, there was some dude who was aware of the fact that this was all just fake and was able to uh, uh, control his environment and, in fact, control a lot of things. And he freed some humans, not all of them, some humans, uh, from the robots. And so now there's a human underground, yeah. basically, yeah. in the real world. They made world. Zion, which is, like, the human capital. Oh, hey, Zion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, another one. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, and, and so now we go back to our story in progress mm. with yeah. Mr. Anderson. So, Mr. Anderson. We start off the story with awesome fight scene to basically tell the kids at home, don't worry, we're going to be talking a lot about philosophy, but... People in leather are going to be kicking the crap out of authority figures. And defy gravity while they do it. Defying gravity. <laughs> oh, and, and very comic book, uh, uh, comic book-ish stylings. Like, the composition on a lot of this is A+. plus. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, it's, but it's not- The Wachowskis know their trade. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's not realistic styling. It's, 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 uh- well, it's, yeah, it's comic book. It's very, uh, high. Stylized. Art. Stylized, thank you. It's very high You're stylized. Right. Um, like, the shot later on in the movie with, with, uh, uh, Trinity having just fired the weapon at the agent. Oh, yeah. You know which Dodge one. Dodge this. It, yeah. I mean, damn. Still beautiful. I'd yeah. argue that their technical innovation for, uh, bullet time, the, thing that we all know by heart nowadays with the camera spinning around in slow motion and all that. That, I think, was just made so we can get that comic book styling effect of, like, we want to see the action almost freeze-framed yeah. for our amusement. But also acknowledging the fact that film is, like, a 3D medium. So if you just had it frozen in place, it would look kind of lame. Mm-hmm. But with the 360 thing, it's like, oh, yeah, the camera can move while time is frozen. Isn't that cool? It, it is one of the biggest innovations in film. I in remember what a big deal it was. A fucking while. I actually, uh, I'm impressed how well so many of the special effects hold up. Oh, yeah. Um, well, it's like the CG that they use is limited and useful in the way that CG kind of like, it's, it's like the world is supposed to look fake. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a couple of moments where it's like, like uh when trinity uh, during that first fight scene when she uh, uh spirals through the window yeah that dive <laughs> yeah that's yeah. one of the things that. i noticed too that didn't quite age yeah. as well but that's because she's in the matrix <laughs> yeah, but and all right it's um it's a fake world mm-hmm. so it makes sense that it looks fake when they're defying also uh one thing for that opening scene uh, that kick that she does on the guy's face behind her own head. <laughs> flexibility. Well, uh, all, in the Matrix, you're very flexible. Well, you know who also does that? Agent Smith. Yeah, he does. That with the weird fake looking leg <laughs> that flails up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Morpheus. Morpheus is the current captain of a, uh, of a ship in the real world. He has been given a prophecy woo! by the Oracle. Who exists within the Matrix. A computer program. Much <gasps> like the agents. Indeed. But they don't say that in this movie. That's true. Uh, also, she gives people cookies, which I remember that was like the big uh, meta from like 1999. This movie, 
this movie, along with all its religious references uh, and literary allusions, is also just full of computer jokes. It really oh, yeah. is. Um, I mean, if it was done today, there'd be a little pop-up saying, uh, this site uses cookies and compliance with, like, the GDPR or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but when but when you cake one of these cookies, you'll feel a lot better. Anyway, uh, uh, he has a prophecy from uh, from the Oracle saying that he will find the next one. Uh, somebody who can uh, rewrite the source code of the Matrix at will. Yeah. Because the idea is, uh, while they can sort of, because they're aware of the Matrix and they've they've been freed from it, uh, they can do things that defy logic uh, and the laws of uh, physics, because physics doesn't actually exist. It seems to be more a mental trick with them. Like, yeah. Re- yeah. realizing that this none of this is real. So, like, of fucking course, you can run on walls. Yeah. Yeah. But if you ever forget, then you're fucked. <laughs> and I think that's the limitation, is that... Their brains are still, like they're, they're still human, so they still, there's only so far your brain can take you with that. Yeah. yeah. Whereas Neo, and or The One, isn't, it's not a mind trick. He can literally be like, oh shit, this is just a program. He's a fantastic hacker. Let me just rewrite the rules of this world. It's like, if you're aware you're dreaming, a lot of us can like, manipulate a little bit, but like, only a select small group of people can be like, you know what? Now I'm flying and I have Superman powers and I'm the Hulk. Hey. Uh, but yeah, Neo doesn't know he can do this yet. It, it's just sort of He's just Mr. Anderson. Mr. Anderson. Yeah. So at the beginning of the movie, Neo is still hooked into the Matrix. He is just a dude who's a real good hacker and trying to find Morpheus. As I think is people are aware at least that that people in the hacker space are aware that the matrix is a thing but they just don't know what the heck it is and they probably know it's a thing because morpheus is going to be like hey guys get out of the matrix well i imagine they put out some information to find new recruits to Recruit, people yeah. to take out of the matrix although typically they do with the youngins yeah neo is technically too old uh probably people under the age of 25 with malleable you know, brain chemistry. Yeah, it's too late for us. Yeah, oh, yeah. we're fucked. That's okay. This Matrix is okay. Thanks, robots. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, Cypher. <laughs> I did have a delicious steak the other day. <laughs> so, uh, Oh my god, he was betrayed! Uh, yeah, Sorry, yeah, pulling yeah. that up. Pulling more religious references. Yep. I mean, we, he, his given name is also Thomas, and he doubted at the beginning, making him a doubting Thomas. Oh god. There's also his name, Adam Anderson, Adam's son, on Neo, New Adam. Oh, God. We are sad people. <laughs> so, uh, one thing leads to another. They find Neo, uh, after he gets kidnapped by agents, uh, but. Like you do. Yeah. Although I have to say, uh, when the agents capture him, and they manipulate the Matrix so that, like, he he uh, loses his mouth, and then they put a fucking bug, like a, a mechanical Monster, thing, yeah. into his belly button. I immediately flashed to that meme of uh, uh, Gordon Ramsay <laughs> saying, <laughs> finally, some good fucking body horror. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, but, like, long story short, he gets freed from the Matrix, and then we get a lot of like existential philosophy thrown at us lots of philosophy lots of exposition 
Yeah, like <laughs> some training fight scenes. Yeah, training fight scenes. Here's how you can do this. Here's how you, let me actually explain to you. Here's some exposition. By the way, this is an excellent example of how to make exposition interesting. Make it that so that the audience wants to know it. If they want to know what you're telling them, they'll sit through everything. They'll sit through fucking tax code. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they they accomplish this. This is where also they didn't put all the exposition in the front. You don't want to do that yep. because the reader, the audience doesn't know yet that they want to know this. If you build up the mystery, if you build it, you know, if you get all together, like you, you throw all these things being like, what's this? What's that? Holy shit, bug. <laughs> yeah, all this. Finally, when you're given the answers, you'll sit through Morpheus talking at you about the history of humans. <laughs> Well, because at the beginning, it posits the question, what is the Matrix? The tagline. And then we get a bunch of shit goes down. And how do people know this? What's with the bug? What happened in Neo's mouth? Uh, What's with the agents? Yeah. And then we get to Morpheus and the exposition going, this is what the Matrix is and explains everything that just happened. Yep. And really, Neo, because he's like the new recruit, serves as a great receiver of exposition because he doesn't know what the hell is going on the audience doesn't know what the hell is going on what are the rules now people get to be like we'll explain you the rules through kung fu i know kung fu (laughs) (laughs) yeah best best thing ever but like we get to follow along neo as he gets to learn what the rules are but then i think they do a really clever job in the writing of this movie where we learn what the rules are Specifically so that by the end of the movie, when Neo realizes that he is the one, he gets to break all the rules. Oh, yeah. Which is great, because you find out what the rules are, and then you're like, and and then you get to watch the, the, everything explode. (laughs) Oh, yeah, explosions. Ah, but like, man, so much, so much good stuff. And I, the thing I also appreciated in the movie is that, uh, the human characters, uh, the ones that are woken up and all that, they never refer to Neo by the old name. His dead name. His yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the agents do. Also, and here's something for you. Uh, when ne- the only people who refer to Neo as as Tom Anderson, Thomas Anderson, in in the Matrix, uh, are his boss <laughs> and his job. Symbols of authority, uh, of the man, as it were. Ugh. Uh, he's also wearing a suit jacket. Now, one of the weird things about that suit jacket is it has this bright yellow lining. Thomas Anderson's does. Oh, yeah, it was really pretty. I liked it. Even though yeah, I don't well, like here's yellow, the thing. I was like, I like that flash of Well, color. here's the thing. Uh, the agent is wearing that exact same coat with the bright mm. yellow lining. Huh. And he's the only one who refers to Neo as Mr. Anderson. He is, in fact, a symbol of uh, Neo trying to conform to the wishes of authority and, uh, 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 let us say, uh, uh, bullshit. Yeah, it, it also ties them together visually because they are not so different. Yeah, they're both the outliers. The agent is a uh, the agent it played by. Hugo Weaving. Hugo Weaving. Doing a fucking brilliant job. I think this was also his big standout role. Uh, he'd been doing British stuff for a while. Uh, when was The Lord of the Rings? After. After. 
Oh, was it? Yep. Yep. Um, oh, snap. So Hugo Weaving was a British actor, uh, uh, character actor in a lot of ways. Um, and then he popped up in this. It's like, oh, shit. Hi, Hugo Weaving. How you doing? He's playing Hugo Weaving, a- previously known for Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Yep. And other, uh, and other queer films, which I'm happy to share with you off air. Anyway, the, uh, he is a, he's one of the autonomous, uh, 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 AIs that exist within the Matrix. He's not living life, the big robot life in the real world. He's stuck in there. Uh, and he's been there too long. <laughs> he has gotten a bit weird, and one might even say a bit human. Mmm. Well, he's like, he's been infected. By it. Yeah, he's gotten he's gotten a little squirrely inside the Matrix, which is I mean that's fair. Like maybe he would have been fine if he'd been in the Utopia, but like he is forced to be in a hell of humanity's creation. <laughs> so in fact, he himself is still stuck within uh, the 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 servitude, as it were, that mm. humans first created. From which robots rebelled. I have a lot of feelings about the robots yeah. and stuff like that here. Oh, yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, uh, I don't think they're entirely wrong. I said it. Everyone just wants freedom. Yep. There's a huge backstory in uh, in the Animatrix. Yeah. Humans are dicks. Humans are dicks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a history of the world. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. Uh, I was going to say, one thing leads to another. Neo figures out that he is, in fact, the one. After doubting that he was the one. Which, of course, that's the hero's journey, isn't it? Pretty much. Yeah. And, and that was, like, a, such a great moment where, like, Neo going, like, I'm not the one. Neo and Morpheus sacrificed himself for me. I'm going to go rescue him. And it's like, everybody else has to be like, that sounds kind of like Woody talk. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> the one says he sacrificed himself. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm very proud of you for getting that out without tripping once. Well done. Thank you. They got betrayed, as we mentioned before. Morpheus got captured. Neo was convinced he wasn't the one. He and Trinity go and do, like, the most popular action scene ever, at least for the 90s. Well, I think it created a um, a reference point for a lot of future movies, like, you know, uh, uh, let's do something like explosive in the lobby in front of elevators. Yep. Uh, we see it again, for instance, in Cabin in the Woods. Though I feel like there have been enough visual references to, uh, that scene. Uh, cause you know what? It's a great scene. It the music kicked scene. up and I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> but then they rescue Morpheus. Neo actively changes reality. Yeah, he does. Oh. And then there's the one fight scene at the end. Everybody else got out of the Matrix except for Neo. Uh, he's trying to rush to an exit while the ship is being attacked. Everything's exploding all at once. Oh, the ship but has then- an EMP. And if they, if they do, if they click the EMP, then Neo will be stuck in the Matrix and everybody dies or something. Uh, he, he'll die. Yeah. Because yeah. you can't, if your brain is dead, if your brain's not in your body. Then you die. The, yeah. the body cannot live without the mind. If you die in Canada, you die in real life. <laughs> yeah. Wait, did you die in Canada? What? It's a meme. <laughs> that is an XKCD reference. Okay, sorry, go on, go on. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, Neo, just before he gets to the exit point, Agent Smith 
outsmarted uh, him and ambushes him right there. Shoots him several times in the chest. Yep. And he breathes his last breath. And in the third second, he lives again. Well, wait. Uh, because the other but- part of the prophecy. Oh, wait. Pip, I just got <laughs> yeah. your reference. Sorry. I'm so, yeah. I'm so bad. Holy shit. Wait You're right. Step on my Damn joke. it. Damn it. Yeah. Anyway. Yep. But we also get revealed that, uh, the other part of the prophecy was that Trinity would fall in love with the one. And so here we are in real world so with Trinity, uh, telling Neo that she loves him. Therefore, hey, asshole, get up. And the power of love compelled him to stand back up again and start living. <laughs> Listen, when Trinity says, tell someone to get up, they get up. They get up. Yeah. Trinity could tell me yep. to get up. <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. uh, and then we get uh, Neo having come back from the dead, which I'm sure that probably alters your perception of reality in the Matrix. Yeah, you definitely don't become like God. What? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, he proceeds to unleash whoop ass on agent smith culminating in jumping inside agent smith and causing him to explode which by the way is a callback to uh trinity spiraling it through the window so so would you call neo truly man and truly machine (laughs) that is another catholic joke get with it you guys (laughs) i feel really behind times piv (laughs) listen I am here for your uh, Catholic symbolism and your queer theory. Speaking of queer theory. Uh, is it time to get into it? It's time to get yeah, into it. I think it's time it. to get yeah. into it before we start talking about story alterations. All right, y'all. Let's talk about queer theory and the Matrix. In I could hear you. Is, I could hear you settling down to teach. <laughs> I am an educator. <laughs> go on. Go on. So this this film is, is full of... Uh, it's like a queer theory field day in this film. The Wachowskis, uh, the directors of this film, are themselves trans. Uh, and when, I want to say Lily came out around 2017, I think, you know, she told audiences, they, they typically don't comment on their movies. They don't do director's cuts. They don't do deleted scenes. They don't do audio commentaries uh, because they just want the work to stand for itself and you bring whatever you want to bring to it. Legit. Which I'm like, that's fascinating. That's really cool. Uh, but she did say that you could go back through their work and view it through a trans lens. Uh, and while I would love to do that with Speed Racer, uh, <laughs> uh, it is. Ooh, I like Speed Racer though. Come at me. Uh, I haven't watched all of it. Uh, I hear that it is a fun movie, but not the point. Uh, the point is this movie, The Matrix, through a trans lens, uh, is, fascinating uh the first time neo meets trinity yep (laughs) he says to her i thought you were a man and she says most men do Mm -hmm. the the matrix itself is a constructed reality to suit humans uh so it is a social construct what (laughs) (laughs) uh all the images uh, with mirrors, uh, our identity and reflected selves. Also, Ooh. dysmorphia, if you think of it. Dysmorphia? Uh, arti- yeah, because so many of those images are warped or broken. Yep. Also, it is straight up said that the image uh, in the construct, uh, their, their training program and in the Matrix once they've been freed, are 
digital representations of themselves how they think of themselves. Yep. Mm. Um, which explains why Neil has hair again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that sort of thing. At one point, Mir- uh, Neo looks at a mirror that's fractured and then becomes whole. Yep. Uh, that's after he, he's taken the after he's red taken pill. the red pill. Uh, and let's talk about the red pill and the blue pill, which has been sadly co-opted by assholes on the internet who oh, did God. not fucking get it. <laughs> <laughs> because Morpheus offers, I'm just gonna monologue. Uh, yeah. Morpheus offers Neo the choice of uh, understanding the truth of the world around him, which is that it's all fake. It's all made up. The world is being controlled by men. Uh, she yep. says, editorializing. Fucking patriarchy going. Or take the blue pill, and you can just go back and forget that it, any of this happened. You can just live the life as has that has been prescribed to you. Mr. Anderson. Uh, and taking the red pill frees you from the matrix. Uh, technically through, you know, computer programming, but it basically, it, it frees your mind and you can now And the rest see... will follow. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so the, the, the red pill is freeing your mind and being able to see the truth of what's actually happening. The assholes in the internet, uh, say that the truth is saying that, you know, women are controlling everything and women are like, since when? Uh, oh, Lord, those Frickin' morons. Ugh, sorry. Yeah. But being able to see everything as a construct, you can see how you you don't have to be trapped into the boundaries that have been set to you. Neo says at the end that what he's going to create is a world without borders or boundaries. And, uh, you know, the boundaries, you know, in the movie itself uh, are is a construct in humanity's uh, <laughs> enslavement, uh, but can also be read as... You know, things like gender, uh, which is mm-hmm. a construct. It isn't, while it's real, it's not rigid as is typically thought. You know, the people, gender people feel it's an actual real thing, uh, but we get assigned gender at birth and that is bullshit. Yay! You, uh, it, it's not rigid like that. And so you can see, see the ways in which we've been forced into certain roles. The thing about <laughs> the red pill, is that in the movie, you can take the red pill and then you see everything. Uh, you you become woke. <laughs> <laughs> because you wake up in the real world. Huh? Uh, but in real life, uh, in our reality, you have to keep choosing the red pill. It's, it's not a one day. and done. Every day you have to do it. Because it, it's there are new things to learn as we all unlearn uh, the bad things. And, and so Neo takes the red pill, he becomes woke. (laughs) (laughs) He wakes up! And it's a literal (laughs) rebirth. Yep. Uh, Mm -hmm. And he no longer, uh, uses the name Mr. Anderson. It means nothing to him now. And he has his new name, uh, his new name, Neo. Uh, and there's still a lot of learning for him to do in his new reality of his, his new truth. Uh, that has always been his truth. But now he can live in the world uh, that he suspected was there. Ah, uh, and then in that subway fight, the authority tries one last time to be uh, asserting on Mr. Anderson. No, my name is Neo. Smash kill the bad guy. 
Yeah. And Cypher is someone uh, who wants to go back to his privileged life where he didn't have to think about this. Yep, it's that choosing thing, except usually it uh, doesn't require that kind of effort. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, someone who looks at the privilege that he would get in the Matrix or just as a white man. Uh, yeah, remember he whoa. wants to be rich. Like an act. Uh, and someone famous. <laughs> yeah, which, by the way, is still hilarious because it was Joe Pantoliano. <laughs> oh, poor Joe. Uh, and also he expected a romance with Trinity. He, he yeah, felt, oh, yeah. you know, he felt, he felt, felt it was a, uh, like, mm-hmm. no, no, uh, if he felt that he should have, have uh, yeah, like, I have he, in my notes, he deserved it, like, he felt like he deserved it, the romance. Yeah. Yeah. I have in my notes, so Cypher would totally tell a woman to smile for him and then get pissed when she didn't. Yep. Uh, yep. Um, but yeah, the film is about identity and who you are in general, which from a, a, a queer and trans lens is, um, especially meaningful. And uh, we'll, we'll link to relevant material in the show notes as well. So you, if you feel like learning more about it, yeah. Yeah, not nearly enough uh, academic articles I found. And I'm like, you know what, film criticism? Uh, Get on my you, need, you, you, you need to do this. Uh, don't make me write it myself. I will. <laughs> write it yourself. Write it yourself. Here's the other thing, though. Um, before the Rukoskis came out, uh, stupid misogynists were still doing the red pill, blue pill shit. Like, oh no, yep. I've noticed now that women are in control of everything. Um, like, ha, ha, ha yeah, sure. <laughs> That's not true. You're just sexist. <laughs> <laughs> but even before that, or around that time, there was this uh, webcomic I used to uh, read called Sinfest, which is... Yes. Uh, that artist had a fantastic cartoon about realizing that patriarchy was all around you uh, and uh, how he was contributing to it yeah and uh, it was it was a fantastic and which we will link to because like it was actually my introduction to be like oh shit wait this applies to this you're fucking right the end uh, that's the end of my story <laughs> <laughs> oh but i also wanted to comment about agent smith oh, uh, yeah. his uh-huh. role in the patriarchy and <gasps> how it is hurting him too it is hurting him he is miserable. He hates this. He wants to be free of it too. But where mm-hmm. they are fighting to end it, he is fighting to uphold it because it's still the only thing he knows and it still benefits him even when, uh, it's like killing him. Mm. Because some people are so invested in that, uh, narrative, mm-hmm. uh, and can't imagine it going any other way that they won't fight to, uh, be to live their truth because it's not part of what they've been told and what they expect their life to be. He is the only one of the agents who actually removes his sunglasses and or has his sunglasses broken from him. Uh, he disconnects. He takes off his earpiece at some point. Yes, he yep. does. Which is like, what the shit are you doing? Because he is trying to make a connection, as it were. I mean, it's a connection for the wrong reasons, but he is trying to make a connection to uh, to Morpheus. Yeah. To get on his level. Yeah. Um, and he's trying to share the fact that he's miserable. But this is an important thing, um, just in terms of humanity uh, or, or being people. Just because you're miserable doesn't give you license to be an asshole. Very true. Mm-hmm. If you take anything away from this episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, your, uh, your issues do Aren't not I? preclude being a decent human being. So to speak. Yeah. 
Don't be a dick. Don't be a dick really covers a lot of things. Uh. Would that everybody would follow that? Seriously. Yeah. Of course, there's some misogynist, yeah, it's from Red Pillar out there being like, oh, excuse me, you're using dick in a pejorative way. Uh, and to, to fair, I should usually try to pick to different not. words. <laughs> uh, but that is a deliberate reference to something, so, huh. There you go. I unfortunately do use it, but that's because I also have things to learn. Everyone changes, man. Keep on taking those pills. <laughs> Wait. Oh. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Oh, hey! Oh, yeah, that's right! You're taking pills! Because you're taking tea and or estrogen now! What? Oh, shit! Start taking yeah. the pills! Yep. Yeah, no, that's fair. Right. That's fair. So, uh, we could probably talk for hours on just all the, the meta-narrative of, uh, <laughs> of the Matrix here, but I think, I think for the sake of time, we should probably continue on to story changes or things we do with the story, huh? Sounds good. Or things that you learn that you would apply elsewhere. Oh, yeah. Which is the, yep, which yep. is the alternate, I feel. Like, you know, sometimes we, sometimes, strangely, we do actually watch and or read things that we like. <laughs> but you can still learn what to do. <laughs> Weird. I know, it's so strange. I don't, know, I don't like this whole learning thing. Never mind my previous monologue. <laughs> <laughs> yes, go on. Tell us, teacher, about how you don't like learning. <laughs> Everyone, Pippin is a librarian. <laughs> oh. Right. So. Who's going first? I want to uh, go first. Oh. Cause, Alex, just right in there. Because I fear that my mind might get sniped, you know. <laughs> oh. Ooh. Wow. I already feel attacked. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. All right. All right. So. 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 So the machines have set the Matrix in 1999. Uh-huh. Like, oh, God damn it. Yeah. Party like. Yep, yep. And uh, while thinking of that, like, why do they give humans access to computers? Why not? Let's set it, set it in the fucking Middle Ages. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they don't ha- have access to computers. So that, uh, and can't hack their way out, hack their way out. Uh, you know, never minding the whole entire later movies and the whole entire point. But, so, the Matrix, but it's set in the, Middle Ages, and instead of hackers, you know who who these all who they all are? Alchemists. Oh no, alchemists. alchemists. I oh, all right, all right. I was gonna go with monastery. Uh, same, same, <laughs> same. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, no, no. Like, sa- what are saints? Huh? Uh, oh. Huh? oh shit, that's a real good point, actually. Thank you, because they can affect reality. Some say, yeah, but the, <laughs> but alchemists are also you know pursuing in, uh Pursuing truths. Unforbidden knowledge. Yep. Mm, true. Is the pill the philosopher's stone? Ooh. Yes. And because- <laughs> Your guts turned to gold. <laughs> <laughs> and besides, we all know it was a church. Church in the Middle Ages. There's one. Uh, you know, stamping down on shit. Ooh, good call. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, there are saints. And it's, uh, you know, the Matrix is all the organized religion. Father Smith. Ooh. But no. Oh, I uh, saw Goody Neo. <laughs> uh, all the uh, stuff, you know, just kind of set it in a, a medieval uh, kind of bridging out on, on high fantasy setting. And you've got just a, of some uh, uh, some gold. And like when they get out of the Matrix, like, what's with all the metal? 
Yeah, so you're going to have to adjust to a lot. <laughs> you're going to have to become real cool with a lot of stuff real fast. Real quick. <laughs> yeah. But the clothing is about the same level. Yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> oh, wow. So what, we're going to have to explain to you what a computer is. Yeah. So I was not expecting a lot of this. Yeah, no, no. But, hey, you now have guns. You mean the, like, weren't these only just being invented? Yeah. Well. No one can be told what the Matrix is. No, we really can't tell you. You have no frame of reference. (laughs) It's like an abacus, but more. (laughs) How much more? Really so much more. So they're like three abacuses? Oh, God. Think of like 200 abacuses. Abacai? Abacuses. No, no, no. no, no. Abacode. <laughs> Abacies. Abyssinians? Like, at that point, it's an, abipo- it's an abipod, but really, <laughs> the, uh, we're getting away from the point. And, uh, How does the Matrix know what grill tasted like? <laughs> Yeah, and, uh, and just like, but what about all the leather and sunglasses? Well, like, you still get the leather. You know, it's going to be, uh, just your standard herd, uh, tanned hide, but you know. Whatever. Uh, Alright. Yeah. I wanna go, I wanna go, I wanna go. Okay. Go for it. <laughs> okay. Here's my thing. I made reference to it a second ago. Clothing. They has some. They also have, they do have somebody who's apparently making all their food in this future time. They evidently have medical care of some variety. I mean, they have a lot of shit. What this future is, is a dystopia, right? Mm-hmm. However, I'm interested in the, uh, uh, what's it called? The taxes. Shut up. It is the taxes. Um, it's How something that I come across. insurance work on Zion? It's oh fuck. <laughs> How does their monetary system work? Um it's something that's I, I come across uh at least the phrasing for recently. It was um a soft apocalypse. Okay. Where you know, how does the farming work? <laughs> Who are the fiber artists of the future that, you know, like, what are they making that clothing out of? And or are they scavenging the clothing? If so, who are the scavengers? And, like, I want you to, like, cut now to, like, Chris Pratt just hopping around someplace. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> but not being Chris Pratt because Pratt issues. Anyway. Yeah, I'm very, like, f- fuck the Matrix. I, I want that, like, uh, background shit. Like, what about the people who are unplugged, right? who pop back into the matrix to test out weaving shit with materials that they don't have access to currently. They're busy testing the system before they bring it back to the real world where they have to use actual uh, uh, materials. Mm. You know, if, if you waste, uh, if you fuck up, excuse me, some kind of yarn in, in the real world, you're out of that yarn. It's gone. <laughs> if you do it in the matrix... Fuck it, you just go to the corner store, pick, you know, find Michaels and just pick up some more fucking yarn. I realize that, oh, there's this big rebellion, oh, we're doing... There are also still people who just have to live. Uh, and I want that. I want that story. I would love it if it was just some random fiber artist who is, like, living on a, uh, 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 
you know, in a communal house in Zion. It's Parks and Rec, but in the Matrix? Yes. 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 Listen, here's the thing. Yeah, it's all very exciting to be all like, oh, we're going to do whatever. People still have to be people, you know? You still have to do stuff. You still have to live your life. You know, weirdly, Dozer and Tank, the the brothers who were born free... They seemed pretty, you know, they they were both muscled as shit. But also, uh, uh, they both seemed pretty, you know, they, we, we clearly see that there are strong family units that exist in, uh, uh, in the real world. Uh, they seemed pretty happy and, uh, well balanced. I mean, yeah. It's, what was, what was it like for them growing up? So yes, it is me and my weird interest in taxes. And insurance. And how exactly do shops do inventory? God damn it. <laughs> a lot of mushrooms. That's my speculation. That makes a lot of sense. But you know, you, there's got to be people who are sitting around like the scientists. There are always scientists. Because there's always nerds who like to know things. Well, that and it's probably far enough in the future that... We, we can do indoor growing very easily nowadays, you know, full spectrum lighting, all that. So also they're in the dark and there's a lot of shit. So are there any animals? I'm sure there are. There's always the small mammals that survive. We've done that for a long time. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think regular animals are relatively untouched, probably preserved by the robots because the robots don't have any beef with like cows. Fair enough. Yeah. It's just <gasps> oh my God. Too. Is there a cow field somewhere? Just baby cows in pots. <laughs> <laughs> no. I have okay, when we're up, when we unplug you, Neo, you're going there's going to be a really big uh you're going to things are going to be different. Uh you're not going to expect like okay. Like moo <laughs> Oh wow, it's a ship full of cows. It's gotten very either Muppets or Farside. Cows in, in sewer space. Oh, oh. <laughs> Anyway, so that's my thing. I I love the universe. I think it's really cool, but I want to explore how the pra- I want to explore the practicalities of uh, of dystopia. Yeah, okay. Which is always my fucking deal. I realize that. Ugh. All right, uh, Pippin. Oh, I'm going to jump off of cat's thing, though. I am going to briefly say, <laughs> make it explicitly queer. Um, <laughs> make Trinity uh, uh, uh Female presenting in the Matrix and male presenting in uh, the real world. That'd be pretty great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe that was supposed to be Switch originally. Oh, Switch! I I really love Switch. Switch is amazing. Oh yeah. Uh, let's be real. Not like this is the most iconic line in the whole movie. Oh. Uh-huh. Uh, that's like the thing I reference like the most weirdly. <laughs> uh, oh, you anyway. do actually. Yeah. Yeah, I, every you time something bad happens to me. <laughs> yeah, I, I stop and go, not like this. <laughs> not like this. Uh, which is sort of, uh, taking power a from- A nod. A nod and sort of taking power from a really, uh, emotional moment. But anyway. <laughs> your ice cream is melty. Not like this. <laughs> not your coffee <laughs> gets cold. Not like this. Not like this. Anyway, make it more explicitly, uh, queer. You know, things like that. But also, you know, Kat wants to know about the infrastructure of 
Zion and how people are actually living. I'm wondering why people, if we have EMPs, why there aren't more people, like they've got the ships going around the sewers to carry their pirate signal, uh, and get into the matrix, uh, and fighting it from the inside. Why are there being more scouting parties of humans in the real world just pulling out fucking wires? (laughs) (laughs) Who's to say they aren't? I want that story. You're right. Uh, or they've got EMPs. Uh, let's go find some mainframe servers. Uh, which I'm sure is a sentence that makes sense. Uh, and just blast the fuck out of those. Well. And start tearing shit up. Uh, let's get some guerrilla warfare. Well, at that point, you're kind of risking, uh, okay, we attacked this server and, okay, we deactivated an entire field. That's like, a few thousand people dead. That's genocide. Oops. <laughs> I mean, sure, I did not think it to that point. And neither did <laughs> your hero until about three quarters of the way through. <laughs> oh my god, it was the orphanage block. <laughs> oh, no. oh. oh, please, oh, please. He's, don't be, he's a block that had the, the potentials and, ooh, there's like about five of them. Oh. oh, wow. Oh, that's a good point. Maybe that's why they don't do it, because who knows where the potential... You're looking for... The one. The one. But that doesn't mean you can't go around, like, trying to fucking kill those sentinels. Oh, yeah, no, no. Yeah, they have to be, like, docked places or something. On on, on secure servers. Yeah. Or hack into those and see if you can reprogram them. Get a scrappy little sentinel buddy of your own. Well, isn't that what they, they did with the one that uh, unplugged Neo? Because that looked like, a, like, a, like one of the machines robots. And... It, and it unplugged Neo and didn't, and all that. Oh, I, I assumed it had been hacked. Yeah, that's why I've. Oh, I thought that it was just a regular thing the robots did. It's like, oh, this human's been unplugged, it's no longer useful to us. We will now dump it into the sewer where it can now die. Yeah, I, I thought it had been hacked to assume that Neo is dead. That's what I uh, assumed. Which is a pretty, uh, he's, I, I think it's a pretty easy hack. Because it just does the same actions it would do. It's just flip a switch, like alive versus dead. Okay, yeah. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Uh, and they ran a trace in the real world to know where he would be and where he would be dumped so they can grab him through the sewer. Yeah. that That's what I assumed happened. Uh, so. Okay, where, uh, where is he? He is on the other side of the fucking planet. God damn it. <laughs> Shit. Mm-hmm. All right. What's Anything else, Pip? Uh, no, I want to, s- basically I want to see more of the everyday actual revolution part. I like how uh, you want the everyday revolution. I want everyday living, but we're both like, fuck this Matrix shit. Let's go into the <laughs> gross shit. <laughs> gross reality. Uh, okay. So it's me, right? Yep. yep. Okay. So I think we talked about it before. One of the things I didn't really like was just the humans as power source thing. Yeah. Mm. Because frankly, we are not efficient heat generators or anything like that. Uh, I want to try and go back to some of the original concepts of the movie where uh, humans were actually contributing to the processing power of the Matrix mm-hmm. av- after a fashion. So basically utilizing the really unique thing about humans, which is our brains. Yeah. But the bigger change I want to do, and it's kind of tangentially related to that change, is uh, we're going to shoot this forward to our modern day. Mm. Because let me tell you guys... Things have gotten weird with technology. 
specifically with all the, you know, advent of social media and all that, there's a lot more social engineering going on. So, and the, the more you're going to read about all that stuff, it gets weirder and weirder, but whatever. I'm not going to go into that kind of tirade today. Mm-hmm. But here's my thinking. What the machines are actually trying to do with the Matrix, the Matrix project, and why they're doing this in the first place is that they are basically trying to rework the mental capabilities of humanity to be more in line with the machines. That's like the overarching goal. Mm -hmm. We created them and now they'll create us. They'll recreate humanity. Yeah, that's the purpose of the Matrix. That's why they go through this effort in the first place, as opposed to just destroying humanity. Because maybe the machines don't want to do that. You know, they're wanting to prove that they're better than humanity, but they also in turn kind of make the same mistakes that we do, which is assuming that you can just change whatever you don't like. Because mm. we created them and therefore they have our issues. <laughs> yeah. Weird. It's a whole, it's a cycle, so yeah. man. <gasps> yeah. A cycle it of abuse. And what? what? And Whoa. a cycle of a computer. Yeah. Nice. It works on multiple levels. But yeah, uh, that's why I have to be set in modern day. So there's a lot more uh, commentary on social engineering and Mm. how all that is affecting people and their behaviors. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot more on the nose, I guess. Oh, my God. There are bots in social media. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, snap. And generally, the purpose of a lot of those bots is to change behavior, sometimes in the sense of evoking outrage or emotions or hey buy this stuff here uh there's there's a lot yeah <laughs> i bet phishing scams could really be worked into there somewhere oh i'm sure <laughs> the agent assumes the form of your great aunt nelly <laughs> <laughs> i can see the phishing scam being one of those throwaway weirdly symbolic jokes like the cookie oh yeah yeah i love the cookie oh damn that uh, was some good awesome. shit with that scene, oh, oh my god, just to point out another, uh, a bit of, they're not subtle. When we first meet the, uh, Oracle, she's looking at the cookies and they, she says, uh, they're almost ready, but they're not quite done yet. Just uh-huh. like Neil being the one. He's yep. almost ready, but he's not there yet. Ah, uh, the yep. Oracle. I love uh, the Oracle. She's the best. Anyway, you guys continue yeah. what you were doing. <laughs> Now that that that's you know, me. Um, you do you know one of the one of the fan theories is the at the Matrix. Uh, like uh, at the with the war with the machines after we scorched the Earth, or scorched the sky. What was going on with that? At the robot, that's like, oh hey, we still have fi- fission and all nuclear fission and all the. Uh, uh, we're we're still good. You guys are kind of fucked though, so we're actually going to save you from yourselves. Oh. And like I'm not sure that's a appropriate reaction on my part, but you know. And like this this is we're doing this for your own good. And like which is paternalistic. Yeah. And they they tried to give him a utopia at first. Cause humans are so bad at creating energy then like at this point they're just trying to preserve humanity. Human zoos. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the Fan fairies. Huh. Hmm. All right. So that was our brief little story asides. Yep. Uh, are we ready for a game? A 
game? Yeah. A game. Yeah, let's do a game. All right, so the game we're going to play is Explode All the Things. Woo! Oh, no. Because uh, who doesn't fucking like explosions? So Explode All the Things uh, is where we take a good plot or a good thing from a bad plot and we make it worse. Because we like this movie, uh, so clearly what we need to do is ruin it forever. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, Neo takes the blue pill. <laughs> it's just like the end of the movie. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it, would ruin yep. it. it doesn't have to be the end of the movie. He takes the blue pill. Morpheus goes off really uh, disappointed, but uh, now then we have uh, Neo or Mister Anderson wandering through life, having to just wonder what he missed, or maybe the agents don't oh, know yeah. that he's like not unplugged, and so he's still like having to deal with that, but with no superpowers. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But, like, every once in a while, he'll see, like, machine gun fights happen. It's like, oh, wow, crime's getting real bad. <laughs> he gets deja vu a lot. Oh, yep. God. Oh. Oh. So, yeah, yep, exploding it. I, <laughs> I hate to say it. It, depend- it. That one could go either way. Like, it would ruin a lot of things. But you could still make an interesting story out of it. But it wouldn't yeah, be. Yeah, but the Matrix. It wouldn't be yeah. the Matrix, then. Yeah. Ugh. So do you want to know how I would ruin it? Do it. Go ahead. How? It's just a bunch of white dudes all over the place. Oh, God. I mean, it is still pretty white, but... It's, it's well, whiter it's not... than it should be. Yeah, it's... it's, And it is a bunch of dudes also, but... Yeah, but, you know, we have Switch, we have Trinity, which isn't enough. <laughs> but just, you know, Trinity's a white dude. Switch is a white dude. Dozer and uh, uh, Tank are white dudes. Yep. Morpheus is a white dude, huh. played by Tilda uh, Swinton. <laughs> they make Joe Pantoliano the only person ah! of color. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Because yep. he's a cypher. He's the Judas. Oh. Oh. Ah, I don't feel so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's my yeah, that's uh, real, easy, real easy way to ruin the movie and what it was doing. It's pretty good. Um, shit. Right. How do we ruin this movie? Right. You got one, Al? Change the green filter that that's used in the Matrix to red. Make everything, just make everything look red and ominous. And that just changes, like, like instead of everything, it just makes things overly ominous. Mm. Oh, I see. Yeah. That's a very mechanical fix. Well, well, mechanical fuck up. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> like, like, because they use green heavily in the Matrix to, uh... Well, because the computer code is green, as you know. Yeah. And it's just a really easy way to make it look otherworldly and wrong. Yeah, and sickly. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Whereas red just makes everything look overly ominous. Like, like you're on, on, like, a... Uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. And... <laughs> Sorry, sorry. What I said, uncomfortable. And then, for some odd reason, everything's just a little bit moist in the matrix. Oh. Oh. Another way to ruin it. Using the word moist, that ruins the episode. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. No, no, just try and try to imagine like like, uh, like the interrogation scene in red. Mm. So. Da, 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 da. 
I'm actually a little colorblind, so I'm having a little bit of difficulty with this one. I can I can match things up mostly, uh, which is why I can do the green to the green. But uh, imagining it as red is a little difficult for me. Well, imagine uh, imagine it huh. as puce yellow then. Oh, oh, Ugh. oh, oh, that's, mm. There we go. <laughs> I'm sorry. But also, that's, yeah, anyway. Wait, is puce yellow? No. I thought, cool. I don't know. So anyway. <laughs> puce is a sort of dark red or purple brown color. Oh, I think I like puce. It's just got an awful name. Um, okay. Uh, but I... if you type in puce yellow, <laughs> to puce yellow, you do, you get a, uh, a certain color. It's a, like a, and it is mm. ugly. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm trying to think of what, imagine the whole place sepia toned. <laughs> it's a different vibe. It's a different vibe. It's a, it's an interesting vibe, but it's very different. Uh, 1920s Matrix. Huh. That'd be hilarious. The Matrix has you, son. <laughs> Gee willikers. Usually I'm pretty good at these games. Um, I like to think. How would I ruin this? You know what? Okay, I'm going to go with the really easy answer. I would actually involve animals. I would bring a dog in. Uh, one of the... Yeah. There's a puppy. Either the puppy... Yay! Yeah, no. The puppy fucks things up. Wait, there is already a no, cat. There's doesn't. a cat in the Matrix. Animals exist in the Matrix to show... Like, that. that's it. I think that there's a dog on the ship. Uh, oh. I want that dog to, like, pop up and, like, lick somebody's Yay. face. Like, lick... Yeah! <laughs> you know, uh... You know, uh, maybe Neo realizes that he hasn't... No, it's not yay. It's not yay, Brendan. It's not yay. Neo's <laughs> allergic to dogs. How dare you? <laughs> no, he, Neo realizes that he has not seen any dogs in the Matrix. Wouldn't uh, that be weird? Uh, like, that's the thing that they uh, fucked but, up. But but then the dog can connect to the Matrix, and then he fetches a ball that's th- thrown off to another roof, and he makes the jump on the first try. You- <sighs> You want to put, like, a thing in the back of the dog's neck? It was bored with it. <laughs> Maybe it's Maybelline. Um, no, no. Uh, this is a dog that uh, uh, is weird looking. It's kind of mangy. Uh, but it was born in freedom. Oh, it, uh, it needs love, No, then. no. Aww. You can't have animals in this fucking narrative. It is a, uh, it's an obvious audience grab. It's a cheap manipulation of emotions. Brendan. <laughs> oh, but then he cuddles up with Neo in the middle of the night while he's gaining muscle mass. Oh my mass. god, he oh. licks his Yeah, he licks his face while Neo's in the fucking bunk. Yeah. And it turns out to be Trinity's dog. Oh. So the dog is giving Neo the feelings and the, the emotional stuff that Trinity doesn't feel she can yet. He doesn't like most everybody. Oh. What the dog? This dog doesn't like doesn't like like most everybody, and he hates. Dog doesn't like Cipher. Cipher. To hate Cipher, pisses on on Cipher's shoe. Yep, yep, yep. And actually, the dog bites Cipher when he's about to shoot. uh, uh, Oh, I'm gonna do it! I'm gonna do it! Cipher shoots the dog (gasps) to prove that he's a bad guy. Mm. Cipher shoots the the dog. dog The dog might make it. I haven't decided yet. Maybe the dog dies, but then his spirit lives on in the... Oh my god! Okay, when Neo realizes that he can control the Matrix, he creates the dog in the Matrix. So the dog can keep living. And then we get John Wick. (laughs) He dies in the real world, 
but he lives in the Matrix thanks to Neo. So Cypher still gets to be a bad guy because he shot a dog. Forget about the fact that he sexually assaulted Trinity and killed everyone else. He killed a dog. That means he's a bad guy. And then Neo gets to be the ultimate hero because, uh, and he raises from the dead, bringing religion back in. Woo! And then he becomes John Wick in the Matrix. Oh, this yes. Also. Oh, and then, of course, uh, the, uh, as a dog, it's actually a subroutine program. He can sniff out stuff, uh, uh, you know, errors and stuff like that. They become a Execute duo. Executegoodboy.exe. Yes, they become a duo. Uh, and then now imagine the poster art with him, Trinity, and the dog in the middle, and they're all wearing sunglasses. <laughs> yes! No! No, Brendan! <laughs> fight it! I don't want to fight it. <laughs> If this is wrong, I don't want to be right. <laughs> it's like anytime Pippin and I find queer content. Like, no, give it to me. There's a coffee shop. Pippin's like, I'll just live here. Listen, it's not ha. my fault. It's the best. <laughs> oh. Also. They have to stay overnight somewhere and there's only one bed. We're like, yep, yep. Oh my god, they were roommates. <laughs> <laughs> and then Brendan's is, is dogs. Also, also, I just realized another thing to me. Make <laughs> it worse. Uh, oh? Make Neo a teenager. Oh. Uh, 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 you're right. He, yeah. Yep. Mm. And is surly. Mm. Yep. Mm. Oof. Well. Oh, that's. Oh, that leaves a taste in the mouth. Mm. It's also another her uh, chosen one on a trope. Why is the chosen one leader a teenager? Yep. 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 Uh, still gets the girl though. The older woman. Oh. Oh, Trinity, we, we, we need to talk uh, about your relationship with Neo. What's there to oh. talk? Well, that's okay, because Morpheus oh. is busy being like, hey, kid. Hey, hey, take this pill. You're the oh, one, I'll kid. show you through the looking glass, kid. Come into my unmarked white van. <laughs> I need an adult. I am an adult. <laughs> uh, uh, I'll be your adult. Uh, here, kids, have some alcohol. <laughs> Yeah, oh my god. Oh, Cypher. Fucking Cypher. After that, that scans, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That does. All right. Well, so, uh, do we have anything else about The Matrix? That was a good ruining, you guys. Yeah. I feel very proud of us. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, teenager. <laughs> gotcha. Ugh. Fucking gross. Ugh. All right. Shall I, shall I lead us Please out? Please do. Lead us onward and outward and upward. <laughs> Sure. Onward to glory. There you go. Or my Alrighty. coffee. I need to get another cup. <laughs> well, uh, as always, if you have an idea or prompt to submit, head on over to nostoryasacred.com slash submission. You can follow us on Twitter at nostoryasacred or send an email through contact at nostoryasacred.com. Your hosts have been Alex McDonald, Brennan McDonald, Pippin McDonald, and Catherine Crichton. Editing for this episode done by Brendan. Transcript done by Ashley DaCosta. Art by Jay Wolf. Show notes and transcript are available at nostoryasacred.com. Thanks for listening, everyone, and please rate, review, and subscribe to No Story is Sacred. You can also visit our Patreon page to support the show and get neat rewards at patreon.com slash nostoryasacred. See you next time when we play our favorite game, The Wheel of Tropes. Tropes. Until then, where no story is sacred, and any story can be changed. I'm Brendan. I'm Pippin. I'm Alex. And I'm Kat. And we're 
No, no story, story is sacred. Is sacred. Is sacred.